Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. As always, this is a show about stock market investing. We call it Quantumental Investing here. It's the combination of quantitative execution using proprietary algorithms that I share with you. We put that together with a fundamental foundation. That's the information edge that we use every day to manage capital and um, and I do my best to bring you that information on these shows. So, you know, we do this every Saturday. And then I thought, um, I'm going to try something new on Wednesdays. We're going to sit down and just rifle through the chart patterns of stocks that are at the top of our whiteboard. Okay? So that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to share with you stocks at the top of the whiteboard. Of course, our whiteboard are all of our research ideas. Okay? Things that we're doing research on. And then when they get elevated to the top of the whiteboard, that's when they're on the launching pad. And it's where we go first when the algorithms tell us that the, that the window is open to put capital to work. So I'm going to just walk you through chart after chart. You can grab a pen, piece of paper, write them down, do your own research on them. Um, a couple of ground rules. Don't forget, this information I'm sharing with you is information I use my own portfolio and for investors I manage capital for through our interactive brokers um, affiliation. So I don't know you. I couldn't possibly tell you what to buy, right? I don't know your portfolio. So you got to make your own decisions here. I'm just trying to share information and help you understand the armor investing way, the process of putting capital to work in an effective manner where we use risk management first, right? We manage risk first capture upside second. That's what we're doing here. Um, if you want to go deeper, if you want to dive deeper, ask me one-on-one -on -one questions, you could do all of that as an Armor Insider or a subscriber. And right down here, you can subscribe either to this YouTube channel and, of course, to the Armor Report. It's armrreport.com. Go check it out. See if you have an interest. Give me a thumbs up if you guys enjoy this conversation. It always helps. All right. So, um, I'm going to dive in first with a discussion of the market in general. It's been a hectic couple of trading sessions, and I want you to know where we are there. And then I'm just going to tar start talking about different charts. I'm going to show you the charts and tell you real quick what we're looking for on each one. And at the end, I'll take Q&A for a little while and see if there's anything I can do to shed some light on uh, stocks that you have an interest in. So just fill up the chat board, and we'll get to them at the end. Um, so step one, let's take a look at the S&P. And we do this every Saturday, for those of you who are familiar. I always like to start with the S&P because the um, – let me, let me stop for a second and remind you guys what we're doing here. The Armour Investing Way is really a, a, an investing process. It breaks down into three stages. The first is to build our whiteboard which means we take all of our favorite investing ideas, put them on the whiteboards right above my desk. In fact, there's some whiteboards back there full of names of, int of interest in different stages of interest, moving from one whiteboard to another. And the one that's right above my desk is the top of the whiteboard. Okay. This is a key step to investing. What you don't want to do is find an idea you love and immediately buy it. Your portfolio 
is not a, um, a place to be guessing. Hey, let's see what happens. I'll buy this. That's, you don't have enough respect for your capital if you're doing that. And if you don't have enough respect for your capital, someone else will have the respect. And they'll just take it right away from you. Okay? So step one, put the ideas on the whiteboard. Right? We have three different ways to do it. We have the William O'Neill style of investing, the momentum earnings-driven style. We have the turnaround style, which I like to call value for a reason. Not just value because it's cheap, but value for a reason. And then the third step or the third you know, part of the process, not a step really, but the third way we do it is the Peter Lynch style, right? Things that you find products and services you're using and that you like, you start doing research on the companies. And if you like them, boom, they go on the whiteboard. Okay. The second stage of the armor investing way is to make investments using algorithms. So you take your emotion out of it. You're not greedy. You're not fearful. You just execute following an algorithmic strategy. Okay. And so we have proprietary algorithms and it breaks down into three um, stages. Stage one is finding the right entry point for the big indexes first. Then we drill down into the groups. So we have algorithms for the indexes, the groups, and then individual stock algorithms to say, yep, this is the name on the whiteboard that we should be owning at this moment. Okay. And then of course, the third stage of the armor investing way is risk management. And again, we have three stop processes, the principal protection stops, the raise stops, profit protection stops. And we're going to go over all of that as I go through charts, show you how we do it here and what we look for for our setups. So um, the first stage of the algorithmic process is to follow what's happening with the seven indexes we follow using proprietary algorithms on each index. And so as you can see, first of all, what happened in the last, you know, three days, not today, but the last prior three days, is a three-day reversal after a big run-up. Now, this is a problem. I have a, you know, um, Armour Investing Rules of the Road. And one of those rules of the road, you can find it on the website, armorreport.com. One of the rules of the road, you know, is the three-bar reversal. It's a really, really important reversal to remember. And it really comes from traditional candlestick charting. So you can get a book. I have it on the website. If you go to armorreport.com, armrreport.com, on the home page, you'll see my reading list. I have a couple of books there. One of them is Candle Power. It's definitely worth a read. I don't follow every single, I, I mean, I've gone through all the different uh, candlestick approaches and, and I, I find some very valuable and some not so much. The three bar reversal is a big one for me. I use it on intraday trading charts and I use it here on, on longer term trading charts. Notice how the S&P has not had three down bars in a row. And I mean accelerated down bars. Since the beginning of the move, all the way back here, honestly, look at that. The 24th, when the Fed said they were buying bonds and they were buying ETFs, the market, if you look at the S&P, has not had more than two down days in a row, two red bars in a row. Okay, you could find three red bars right here, and that was the collapse in early June. But as you notice, these are really just kind of close bars. That doesn't count. And even that led to a significant sell-off, and it took a month okay, for that to recover. So now we have three down bars in a row. 
And yet what I find most investors asking me about is, can I start buying stocks immediately? Isn't it time to start buying things? Things are back down to the 50-day moving average. Let's get involved. And I caution you, okay? Is it possible the market rips the new highs? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, that would not be healthy if it happened. And I would be more inclined to sell on that rally than buy it. What we're really looking for is a setup. What we're really looking for is a setup much like in June, a double bottom touch of a major location, in this case, the 50-day moving average, where we get the risk on entry point where our risk monitor goes green. Right now, the risk monitor is yellow. It's kind of orange tinted, okay? It'll go red if we get stopped out of our indexes. All right, we have an index-only portfolio where all we do is invest in the top seven indexes. The S&P, there's a look at it. You can see that was a problem, but it's holding the 50-day. If it continues to hold the 50-day, we're holding our position there, even though we've cut back some of our exposure. Okay? NASDAQ 100, holding the 50-day. Exposure's been cut down, though. Time to rip through charts now. Of course, we'll need the software to work. We're going to rip through charts. There you go. All right. So um, the Dow holding up a little bit better. Didn't even get down to the 50 yet. Okay. Small caps, not that bad. Holding the 50-day, holding its structure. Okay. Then we have the value index. Really never had a rally. And this gets me to a point I want to share with you. I talk about it all the time, and it's so true. If you look at the value index, it's a graphical representation and illustration of why you want to focus on leadership. You do not want to buy lagging stocks. And in this market, value is lagging. Okay, so we had this unbelievable five-month rally, and value basically went nowhere. All right, now we're getting stopped out. The market doesn't look too hot it's not like all of a sudden people are going to buy value stocks. You don't see value breaking out, do you? If leadership, leadership gets shot in the head, everything comes down, okay? Um, and then, of course, we have uh, – whoops, let me just go with momentum index, all right? Barely stayed in this position yesterday. The way it closed, we stayed with it one more day. It was up again today. But if it takes out the lows of yesterday, we'll be out of this position after an unreal run that we've had in, in the asset. And the one index we got stopped out of is the IBD 50. Okay. Closed below the 50 day moving average. In fact, we were out of this on this day when it closed below the 25 day moving average. That was the end of that trade. Okay. So, now, let's, now that we know what we're looking at from an index portfolio, you can see why the risk monitor is yellow, kind of tinged orange, making its way toward red. If we take out the lows of yesterday, okay, you're going to see that risk monitor, the armor risk monitor, which you can find on the website, it's going to go from yellow to red, which means completely out of the market. That index-only portfolio will be 100% cash. Right now, it's 50-50. Cash and invested. Okay? We'll get ripped out of everything if we take out the lows. And we'll be happy to do so. It's been an unreal ride for five months. If you want to ask me why I think it's happening, if it does happen, 
And I try to stay away from prognosticating. I don't know what's going to happen. I just read and react and follow a strategy that we come up with when the TV's off and the market's closed and we just execute it ruthlessly. That's how you increase net worth over time. It's not by being run from pillar to post based on what's on CNBC. But if you forced me to say what's going on, I would say it's been an unbelievable five-month run. And there's this looming uncertainty on November 4th. And it's just my guess that the market is going to consolidate and build a base, probably going up after the election, no matter who gets elected. I mean, certain sectors will do better than others, depending on who gets elected. There might be a nasty sell-off if Democrats take over in a short period of time. But if you think about it, Let's say Democrats got elected across the board. That's just going to be unreal spending. I mean, stimulus packages like crazy. Okay. So ultimately, between that and the Fed, that's inflationary. And equities go up in a market like that until inflation really gets ugly, right? And the Fed starts raising rates. So that uncertainty, we don't know if there's going to be a knee jerk reaction down because of whoever's elected right? Or a rip higher because somebody else gets reelected. And so the market skyrockets. We don't know. And so my guess is a lot of volatility within a range until we get to that point. That's what that three bar reversal tells me. I don't know. We could be wrong. We'll find out. Let's go look at chart patterns. So let me just say this. Once we realize where we are in the investing cycle, which is right now raising cash and being defensive, I call it managing risk. Right. There's a a part of the investment cycle where we're risk on buying everything in sight. Then we get to manage success mode where we're just booking profits on the way up, raising stops, rotating capital into new ideas. And then we're at risk management mode right now where we're taking positions out of the portfolio and protecting capital. All right. So whenever those indexes tell us it's time to put capital to work, we're going to hit what's on the whiteboard. So right now I'm going to share with you stocks that are on the whiteboard and you can grab your pen and piece of paper. Jot some of these down if you want, okay? No particular order, okay? Pinterest is at the top of our whiteboard, okay? What we're looking at, if you guys remember this, I spoke about it recently. Pinterest has just broken out of to all-time high from its original offering price way back here, okay? And would probably be skyrocketing had the market not had a three-bar reversal, okay? So we're going to be watching this pattern to see if it, continues to consolidate above the high or the open of this big gap up bar. Notice how that tends to be the support. So as long as it stays above there and builds a base, that'll be the first place we go with capital. All of these stocks are at the top of our whiteboard. Doesn't mean I'm buying them today. Hope I've made that clear. I'm not buying anything until the big index algorithms tell us it's time to put capital to work. Okay. But we want to be prepared for that day. The whole point of this exercise today and every Wednesday, I'm going to update this for you because some names are going to fall off the top of the whiteboard depending on how they behave and new ones might come on. Okay. But the whole purpose is not to have to scramble when we get the risk on buy signal. Okay. We want to know exactly where we want to do. We want to execute calmly, putting those positions on. All right. Pinterest, Roku, I like to find chart patterns that have held up real well in the market sell-off. Do they have three-bar reversals? Yes. 
Have they blown out their chart pattern? No. Just comes right down to support. Stays above the 50 and the 25-day moving average. Okay, versus, let's say, here's a name I love, but look at the chart pattern, Splunk. Okay, broke down below the 50-day. It's worse than the stock market. This, act, this stock is trading worse than the stock market, so it's not at the top of my whiteboard. Okay, Pinterest, top of the whiteboard. Look at the pattern. It's holding above the 25-day. Roku, holding above the 25-day. Okay. Um, Eva Systems, tight pattern, holding above the 25-day, really. VEV, all right? Disney, here's a big cap stock. Look how, look how that's outperforming the indexes. It doesn't even know the markets had three huge down days. It doesn't even know. This is the leadership that will break out first. These stocks may even break out before the averages do. Okay? So for an aggressive portfolio, if I get an individual stock algorithmic risk on entry point in an aggressive portfolio, I may put some capital to work in some of these leadership names, even before we get a big buy signal. But if I do it, it'll be smaller position sizes, okay? Just testing the water, one or two here or there, just to see how it's working, just to stay connected, okay? For the majority of assets, I don't put anything to work until we get risk on entry point using the algorithms for the big indexes, okay? But I follow these closely. These are the leaders. Now, if they go ahead and break down, then we know we're in a real difficult market, okay? Then we know that three-bar reversal was a clarion call for a problem, okay? That's why I'm sharing these names with you tonight so that you can watch them yourself. Put them on your own watch list. So you can see how they behave. Here's another one. Chewy's going to announce earnings tomorrow. Chewy's stock is doing great. Right on top of support. Okay. Whoops. So Chewy's a name. Um, let's take a look at um, a couple of big names now. Take a look at Google. That's kind of in line with the market holding the 50-day, and so is Netflix, right? Those are not showing leadership. They're just showing average market behavior. So they're not really at the top of the whiteboard. Microsoft's all over the place because of the TikTok news. These are really not at the top of the whiteboard. They're not showing leadership. But I'm watching them closely from a fundamental standpoint. I like the Google story. I think ad spend is coming back, okay? I like the Netflix story. So they're, they're, they're at the top of the whiteboard, but at the bottom of the list I'm giving you right now, okay? Take a look at PayPal, okay? Right on the 50-day after a stratospheric run. We're not buying it today, but this is the list of leadership that we want to keep our eye on. Square, okay? Visa, right down to the 50-day, find support right on top of this base, and I think MasterCard looks the same. Right, even stronger. MasterCard's even stronger. Right, so you've gotten this big sell-off, and we'll just finish up with AVGO. Am I going too fast for you? You guys have this. Right, AVGO had a blowout earnings announcement. Stock sold off on the news. It's trading above its 14-day moving average. That's real leadership. 
Those are some names for you guys. <clears throat> to put on a whiteboard and just start to watch it trade and start doing your own homework, okay, on these names. What's the homework I need? I listen to conference calls, whether it's earnings announcements or industry conferences. You can log on, go to the website, go to investors, find events and presentations, and listen. Some people ask me, what do I listen for? It's impossible for me to really break that down for you. I still haven't figured out how to explain it. I've been doing this 30 years. I mean, I've listened to hundreds and hundreds of these types of conference calls. So, I mean, you know, as an Armor Insider, I share with you my thoughts on different calls and why I elevate an idea to the top of the board or I take, get rid of it. But I'm listening for confidence coming from the uh, um, management team. I'm listening for incredulity coming from the analyst community. They can't believe the quarter that company had and, and they've totally missed it. And why? And I look for are the reasons that the company blew out the number um, sustainable or one-time events. Now, these are things I do from years of doing this, but if you get started and just listen, you'll start to pick up certain things by listening really to the analyst questions and answers. It might be best for you just to skip to the answers and questions at the end of these earnings announcements because the analysts will tell you what's important. Okay? Um, so now's the time to do that, that, that kind of work. So let's just wrap up tonight, and then I'll take questions. With the leadership group, the number one leadership group in the market right now, where we have investments in armor portfolios, okay? BDX is a graphic representation of the gold and silver mining companies, the big cap names. You're looking at a clear pennant. What happened yesterday was um, a very bullish sign for this group. It broke down the bottom of the pennant below the 50-day moving average, recovered above it by the end of the day, and today we had a big up day, okay? If we get follow-through tomorrow that takes us out of the downtrend, okay, that is a wildly bullish pattern if that happens. If that happens, it may not. The whole thing could reverse and implode tomorrow. I don't know, okay? But it's rare to see a pennant break down, which it did yesterday in the morning, and then immediately turn around and break out the top side. That's usually a very bullish sign telling you that all the selling's exhausted, okay? And the buyers are now in control. You know, guys, don't forget, when we're looking at charts, it's just graphic representation of human emotion. That's what we're looking at. I think people forget that sometimes. It's like a, it's like a, a look at what people are feeling emotionally. And so what happens is here, you had the panic selling going on yesterday morning in the gold stocks and the silver stocks, okay? And yet that panic was arrested and it was flipped on its head today and it's a panic the other way, okay? So if you break out the top side of that and you run, oh, look at these, these big red bars here, show you that there's real selling that comes in right on this downtrend. If you break out above that trend and really take out the high of this bar, which is 43.13, okay, you've got a route on your hands. Guys who've been shorting are about to get routed. All right, the flip side's true if it breaks down and takes out these lows. Okay, I'll be, I'll be selling everything I own, uh, reducing all my positions in the mining stocks if that happens. So we don't know what's going to happen, 
But I can say to you in the last three or four trading sessions, as the market's been plummeting, strength has been coming into, relative strength has been coming into this group. And we're looking for follow through tomorrow. So let's look at the top names in the portfolio. Newmont Mining, without a doubt. And notice how it's well above its 50. It held the 50, even though GDX as a whole broke below it. Newmont stayed above it. And Newmont, again, is right about to take out that high. If we could just take that out tomorrow, we're in business. That's um, 68.55, um, it looks like. Okay? Take a look at... Um, we don't own this, but because Warren Buffett just bought some, we have to take a look at it. And this is Barrick. Okay? Barrick looks phenomenal. Right? I mean, you sh I should probably own Barrick. It's not my favorite name, and I'd rather own Newmont. And to me, both of those stocks are kind of exactly the same. So I just like Newmont a little bit better, and, and that's why I go there. But you could own both. Okay? Let's look at some of the leadership. Agnico Eagle. Never even challenged the 50-day, right? Hold, really holding above the 25-day. How about Kirkland Lake? What a chart that is. Phenomenal. Another one that stays above its 25-day. Tested it once, tested it twice, closed above it, and actually closed above the high of, of, uh, of September 1st. So the leadership, I think Agnico did the same thing. Oh, not quite, not quite. Okay, the leadership's breaking out. Take a look at Wheaton Precious Metals. Wheaton closed above the high already of, of September 1st. Already took out the high, right? We're waiting for GDX to take out that high. But some of these leadership names in GDX have already done it. See that? That's September 1st on GDX. But Wheaton Precious Metals already there. About Pan American Silver. Not quite. Not quite. But that's a nice pattern. All right. So we see what happens tomorrow. This has been the leadership sector. Of course, we own the Sprott physical funds. And don't forget, we own them a lot cheaper. So I'm not, you know, this is not a call for you to run out necessarily and, and do something. We actually bought Sprott physical silver right here on the, the 20th of March. And we've carried it all the way up and we haven't sold a share. And in fact, we were adding to the position today, trading above the 25-day moving average. Now, again, guys, if it takes out the low yesterday, we're going to reduce the position, right? We might sell the whole thing. I don't know. If you're an Armor Insider, you will know the minute we do that because we have an Armor Slack trading desk where all Armor Insiders are in the Slack room all day, and I'm updating position, positions in the portfolios as they change. If you have an interest in that, right down below, you can subscribe. ArmorReport.com, A-R-M-R-Report.com. All right, there's Sprott Physical Gold. Okay, and then of course, the Gold and Silver Fund. Okay, so those are my thoughts for tonight. Any questions you, you, you all have, let me, let me hear them. I'll go take a look at the message board. I hope that was helpful for you. Um, oh, you know what I wanted to show? Um, that's a good question. Someone uh, looks like Mark is bringing up work. This is a classic example. We have to go over this. We really do. This is a classic example 
of how the armor investing way protects capital. If you've been following me for the last year or so, you know I like the company Slack. I use the product. I think it's great. I think the stock's going up. We have made money in armor portfolios this year trading Slack because we simply use algorithms for our entry point and risk management stop rules. No matter how much I love the company, I don't sit and suck wind on the stock as it breaks down. You have got to use risk management stop rules if you want to turn around your performance, and if you want to increase your net worth over time. So let's take a look at what we did in the stock. I have it marked up for you. And here's when we first bought it. This was April 8th. Had a huge run. We sold some, 30% of the portfolio, we sold it out. I mean, 30% of the position we sold out right before earnings. Then it cratered and we sold the rest, booking a profit from our 23 and three quarter entry point. Okay, then we've traded it a couple times along the way, taking some small losses. And most recently, we bought it right here. It ran up. We booked a profit on this day and we sold the rest of it. We booked a little profit actually on this day and we sold the rest of it when it came back to break even. And that's one of the key points on the armor rules of the road. On our website, armorreport.com, there's rules of the road. Okay, a whole list of things we I've, I've collected over the years, okay? I've been in the trenches for 30 years, and so a lot of these things I've learned, and I'm listing them for you, and one of them is that you never allow a gain to turn into a loss. I don't care how much you love a company. We bought the stock. It ran up. We raised our stop so that it would guarantee we didn't lose money in the position at that point. So when it comes back down, hits our raise, stop, we're out. And then, of course, company has an earnings announcement people don't like, and the stock gets blown out to the downside. All right? So it's not off my whiteboard. It's just on the back burner, waiting for the next chart pattern to set up. This stock gets cheap enough, I think at some point, someone will take them over. All right. Um, one in AMD. I don't know if that's a question about AMD, but, you know, that could be on your whiteboard. Go for it. And let's look for the next setup. All right, Alex, uh, back into Microsoft 205, looking to exit. Are we in dead cat bounce? I'm in long if it goes down, just trying to hear some opinions. All right, so let's look at Microsoft. Um, Again, we looked at it a minute ago. It's not outperforming the market. It's in line with the market. In fact, a little bit weaker when it broke below the 50. So the relative strength of Microsoft is a little bit weaker than the market. And it's come back below its support. So when we originally bought Microsoft, it was on this day. Not a, you know, the most recent entry point for us was on 820. And it ran up. We booked some profits here and get out of the rest you know, before we lost money, right? We guarantee a profit. If we're up this much, we raise our stop. You know, when I say guarantee a profit, I mean, you know, you raise your stop depending on where it gets hit and how it gets triggered, plus or minus a tad, okay? So it's traded lower. So I don't necessarily like this chart pattern, Alex. There's nothing here that makes me want to buy it. And the political football of TikTok almost makes it unbuyable. I can't figure out what's going to happen next. And the story just broke at the close that for some reason um, the government and TikTok are talking and maybe they're not going to sell anything. So uh, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Microsoft at the moment. It's still on my whiteboard though. 
Cool Kid asks, what are the pink and blue people mean? I don't know exactly what you're asking me, but if you're looking at my charts, the hot pink is a down day, a down candle if you're a candlestick charter. And you can go, like I said, go to the website, armorreport.com, on my, or on the home page is a reading list, and it's called Candle Power. And if you get that book, you'll understand more about candlestick charting. So the red bars are down bars, and the blue bars are up bars. Lavongo, Alexander. Yeah, I mean, I, let's take a look. I love Lavongo. It's on my whiteboard. It's not at the top of my whiteboard at the moment. Take a look at the chart. You know, it's certainly, it's certainly holding up well in, what, in, you know, in a very tough market, and perhaps it's making some type of a base in here. Um, you know, it, it could be, you know, there's going to be a deal. Uh, it's, it's attached to the stock of Teladoc. Teladoc you know, kind of broke back below the 50-day. It's just, I don't have a lot of excitement in the stock right now. That chart doesn't do anything for me, and Lavongo is attached to that chart. So I don't think it's going to run away from me. You know, and it just doesn't make it to the top of my list right now. Joe Black. Let's take a look at what you've come up with here. All right, so you're asking about stone. S-T-N-E, Stone Co. Brazilian company, financial technology services, merchants. I'm not, not a big fan of that business. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to step aside there. Operates a search company that in, in, ingests and stores data. Elastic Corp. That's a better looking pattern. Honestly, I don't have any opinions about these two companies, my friend. So I'm going to hold off on them. Um, if they're at the top of your whiteboard, then you know that's great. Maybe I should take a peek. Rob, good morning. Good afternoon, Brett. What are your thoughts on Snap? Okay. Ooh, wow, look at that chart, Rob. You can always be counted on for a, a good chart pattern, can't you? You and Miguel. Um, let's take a look at um, Snap on this chart. You know what, Rob? We're going to have to do some work on that pattern. Okay. So let's talk about we'll talk about that tomorrow in the Slack room. I like it. I like it, Rob. All right. Any other questions, guys? Maybe we'll leave it on that uh, a beautiful looking chart pattern there on of Snap. That looks like a chart should be on the top of the whiteboard. So what I'll do tomorrow is I'm going to get on the conference call most recent for Snap and listen to that call and see if there's any, you know, edge, any reason why I really want to own that from a fundamental standpoint. And if there is. I would put that chart at the top of the whiteboard. Okay. Anything else, guys? I'll give it another couple of seconds to fill up the, the chat board. Hey, Tech Monkey. How you doing? Anything else? Great. This has been fun today. Let's do it every Wednesday. You know, we'll just sit down and we'll go over chart patterns and keep refining the top of our whiteboard collectively. What's on my whiteboard? What's on yours? Just like Snap here. And um, 
will be refined. So when we get that risk on buy signal, we'll know just where we want to execute. All right, guys, have a good night. I'll see you guys on Saturday at 1130 as usual. Take care.